Listen, all you New Yorkers. This is the 77 WABC minicast. Well, two things I I experienced this weekend that have led me to where we are today, meaning this very place, this very time, this very hour. It's interesting because obviously there's a lot of very serious things happening in the world. And I follow a bunch of podcasts, a lot of video podcasts, a lot of YouTube channels of a lot of great thinkers that I turn to from time to time to see what they're saying about different affairs. So I turn on this one uh, podcast that I follow, and the person gives a little bit of a dissertation on the situation in the Middle East, and he says something to the effect of, oh, but the the media is too busy telling you uh, who Taylor Swift is dating and what Beyonce Knowles is up to. And I thought to myself, well, what a jerk I am, because I do spend some time talking about pop culture issues, talking about societal issues, to talking about some of the lighter issues in the news regarding all this other stuff. And I thought, well, maybe I shouldn't do that. Maybe I shouldn't do anything but talk about these very heavy, weighty issues that clearly a lot of folks have on their mind. And then my wife and I... We're driving out to Long Island for a family function yesterday, and the radio was tuned to this station. And immediately, there's a lot of discussion about uh, what's happening in the Middle East and Israel and Gaza. My wife runs, well, as much as you can run while you're seated in a car that and driving. She moves quickly to change the channel, and she says, I just can't. She says, I cannot keep being depressed for an hour and a half drive and hearing about how awful the world is. I know the world is awful, and I need a little bit of a break. So my hope is that a lot of you feel the same way as my wife does and that you need a break. If there's any breaking news over the course of the next four hours, believe me, we're going to bring it to you first. We're going to bring it to you uh, in a manner that I think is responsible and interesting, But if you need a break from hearing about children being killed and uh, terrorism and uh, all the horrible things happening in Israel and in the Gaza Strip right now, you are in luck because I have persuaded to return to this program a man who is a happiness expert. I don't know that there's a certification in that field, but if there is, believe me, Jeffrey Gurian has it. Jeffrey Gurian is a comedy writer, a stand-up comic, a host, an author, a producer, a director, and a former dentist. Jeffrey, it is great to see you again. Frank, it is always a treat to be on with you. Really, there's no one else that I'd rather stay up late with than you. Well, that's and that's kind. the truth. I appreciate that. <laughs> I, I Even if it's not true, I appreciate you <laughs> it saying it truth. anyway. You know, it's funny, Jeffrey. Rudy Giuliani went on Saturday Night Live right after September 11th, and he kind of rallied not only New York but the country to New York's cause and what was going on. And Lorne Michaels, the head of Saturday Night Live, said to Rudy Giuliani, is it okay to be funny again? And Mayor Giuliani had that great line, why start now? But I I do feel (laughs) like a lot of folks 
sort of feel the way I did when I was listening to that podcast, that maybe you should feel a little guilty by laughing and having a good time and enjoying yourself on the radio while there are so many people suffering in the world. As a guy that knows a thing or two about pulling people out of despondent moods, can you give us some sort of blessing or permission to have fun and laugh and be happy again while people are dying and, and fighting and losing their lives and some people are kidnapped in the Middle East? Well, <clears throat> I'll tell you the truth. It's a struggle for everyone, and it's a struggle for me as an empath. I feel people's pain. I feel, I feel more than I wanted to, which is why I became so engrossed in happiness and writing books about happiness because I've had to struggle with it my entire life. When you feel things so deeply, you're affected by the weather, by color, by the people in the room, by everything around you. Hearing this kind of news on a day-to-day basis, I can't help but listen, and I don't want to listen. I have to turn it on, and I don't want to turn it on. Comedy, for me, is a great outlet. The, the, the comedy clubs are filled with people who were there because they need to laugh. Now more than ever, because every place you look, there's something negative, and you don't know whether you're even getting the truth. You know, I listen to a certain station. I listen to WABC, and I listen to Newsmax, and I feel like I get a balanced report. I get the truth. Mm. When I turn on other stations by accident, I, I hear what other people are getting, and I know why they're not informed. There are people, I was talking to a young person recently who didn't know about Hunter Biden's laptop. Never heard of it. Right. Well, yeah. Never heard of I, it. Uh, now, I, uh, I, there definitely, we all live in our own bubbles. Uh, but beyond the editorial content, what can you say to people that, you know, about, that makes them feel not guilty about laughing for an hour instead of watching bombs exploding in the Middle East? Well, because the alternative is horrible. We would all be in our, in our rooms crying. If, if we didn't do that, we have to try and lead some semblance of a normal life. And I think the people in those areas are doing the same thing. The people in Israel are trying to be very upbeat. I have friends there and they write to me and they're telling me what's going on. And people are trying their best in certain areas to lead a so-called normal life. Um, again, there's... <laughs> We, ha- we have no alternative, Frank. What can we do? If, right. I, if I was to dwell on it, you know, I cut out this article and it says 70, 77% of Americans are engaging in addictive behavior to cope with mental health issues due to stress. 77% of people, people are so stressed out. They don't know what to yeah, do. It's true. Every it- place you turn, there's something horrible happening. You know, we don't know what's happening with... The government, the border is open. Uh, or, I mean, just uh, Mayor Adams. Me, you don't have to give me the litany of, uh, <laughs> well, so of things that are wrong. I got to meet wrong. Mayor Adams. I had a feeling I was going to meet this guy eventually, and I wanted to talk to him. Not, you know, egotistically. What am I going to say to him that's mm-hmm. going to change anything? You know, I mean, like it, w- it would be very ego-driven to think I could say something. But he said to me, you look like the kind of guy that we should share a cigar together sometime. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought that was cool. 
You know, and I, I've actually shared a cigar with him, and he's yeah. actually a delightful companion as far as uh, as far as chatting and uh, cigars go, and a that, great suit. Yeah, that's no reflection <laughs> on his mayoralty, no, though. No, believe me, no, for sure. Uh, you know, it's funny, Jeffrey. I happened to on uh, Friday night after my, you know, I'm on a weird schedule on the weekend because I'm nocturnal yeah. during the week, and then I try to go back to a conventional schedule on the weekend. So I end up staying up later than my wife does usually on Friday or and Saturday night, or sometimes I'll just get up super early and so i end up watching a lot of these wrestling documentaries Mm because i'm a a fan of uh, classic pro wrestling and sure enough there's this documentary that it's been it's taken me five times to finish it on mick foley a terrific wrestler and he's a stand-up comic too he's a friend of mine sure enough they get to the portion of the documentary uh, focusing on his stand-up comedy career. Who's in the documentary? You are. Oh, really? And, yeah, oh. I, I'm, I'm sitting there, 3 o'clock in the morning, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to, you know, uh, trying to get myself in a drowsy state of mind again, and I'm thinking, well, wait a minute. Uh, I'm, and you and I had just talked, and I said, oh my, Jeffrey Green is in this documentary, Am I Dreaming? And sure enough, it, it, you, I, you were in it, and I was not dreaming. But that's the case when it came to the Bill Murray documentary. It, it, you're Robin the go-to Williams. expert on <laughs> comedy, comedy history, the craft of comedy. One question I have for yeah. you, though, yeah. is a lot of comedians, especially these days, yeah. they not only feel the need to be political, but their entire act is political. I mean, whether they're conservative like Dennis Miller, whether they're progressive like Mark Marin, whether they're uh, generally left-wing but swerve every such uh, every so often like Bill Maher. Do you get political in your act? Never. Never. I and, don't and do anything controversial. And that's a concerted strategy on your part. It's not funny to me. Right. I, and I don't do therapy on stage either. A lot of comics get up and they talk about the most intimate things. Talk about Mark Marin. The first time I saw him, when he, he uh, his first show, Scorching the Earth. I'll never forget it. I was in the audience, and he talked about his breakup with his first wife, who I knew. And he said such intimate things that I was embarrassed myself. Mm. I felt embarrassed. And I was like, how does anyone have the nerve to go and do that? People loved it because they relate to it. But if it takes a lot of courage to get out on stage and expose yourself. I don't do that. I talk about things that yeah, strike Pee-wee me Herman funny. Yeah, Pee Wee Herman found that out the hard way. Yeah, well, they yeah. expose themselves a little too much. 